Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. I'm Mike. Joel is with me. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. We love having you out there listening. And uh, a lot of great uh, emails that we've received recently. Uh, you don't have any idea what that does for us, just uh, to drop a quick line and, and even just say hi or, or that the program helped you in some way. I know you've uh, even corresponded back and forth with some of our listeners out there, Joel. So thanks for writing to us. Um, we, we do appreciate hearing from you. Yep, indeed. We do uh, love hearing from you. And it's, you know, you know, we're not doing this to get a great response from people, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But, but it is encouraging to us to know that... Uh, as we sit here and talk about this, that it is uh, having an effect on somebody's life out there because we really are doing this because the freedom that we have in Christ is a real freedom. It's something that he has given us. You know, one of my favorite verses from Galatians, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of bondage or a yoke of slavery. He set us free from the law. He set us free from uh, the, the consequences, the eternal consequences of our sin, of separation from God, and we live in freedom uh, because of what Christ has done. And so we see in our observation of, of what's going on in the church today that a lot of people are not living in that freedom. And so that's really what we're here to do. And when we uh, hear from some people who are being set free through the Word of God, uh, through the Bible, and through us sharing about what the Bible says about the truth of the gospel, uh, that really means a lot to us. Well, speaking of the truth of the gospel and uh, not being under bondage, <laughs> we were talking last time about righteousness, the righteousness that has been given to us as a gift. Through Christ, God has redeemed us and has imputed righteousness to us. He's put righteousness on our account, and he has made us righteous. You know, we're no longer simply sinners who are, who are saved by grace. We're saints <laughs> who are saved by grace, and we can stand up and walk in this freedom in the truth of the righteousness uh, that God has given us. And I just had in mind uh, to quote from something that I hear in churches a lot that I think uh, misses some of uh, the good news, misses some of the truth. In Philippians 3, Mike, Paul has been leading up to some things. And in, in Philippians 3, verse 7, he says, uh, What things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord. And he goes on. Uh, but really, we... What I've heard so often in the church is that verse, those two verses, verses 7 and 8 of Philippians 3 being taken right out. What things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. And so we say, you know what, all these things that are important to me, whether it's my TV, my job, my whatever, uh, I've counted these things as lost. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, to, you know, to, you know, some of the stuff that's on TV, so, you know, some of the things that we sort of worship and idolize today that we don't really need to be spending time with. Yeah, sure, it's good to count those things as lost. But Paul had, had said something before these verses that really get to what he was really talking about. And I'll just be brief. He talks about, of men, out of many things, he says he had a zeal for God. He had a real zeal for God. And concerning the righteousness which is in the law, 
he considered himself blameless. Now, isn't it interesting that as a Pharisee, as a person who had lived the life of a Jew, following the commandments, following the law, doing his best, and even considering himself blameless concerning his righteousness in the law, isn't it interesting that in the very next sentence he says, but what things were gained to me, I have counted loss for Christ. Yeah, you know, I mean, here's, as you said, here's the Apostle Paul who has written uh, a good portion of the New Testament, probably most of it, and we've talked about this before, Joel, but he, he never comes out and says, I, I used to be such a bad person, and, and now I'm trying to live right. Uh, in fact, it was probably a little bit the other way around, just with what you were talking about. He was trying so hard to live right, <laughs> even mm-hmm. though, really, I mean, you know, when we get into churches today, uh, when somebody gives a testimony, how many times does it relate to how bad they used to be, and then they accepted Christ, and now they're living this way? And we give people the impression that righteousness, eternal life, so much of it is based on what I used to do and what I do now. And there's nothing wrong with that because God can do tremendous things when someone invites him into their life. And there can be a lot of cleaning up that takes place and, and it can change the way that your relationships work in life and you know your family life and, and just uh, life in general can be good when you're not tangled up with a lot of muck and mire and, and, and drugs and alcohol and, and all kinds of different things that, that might mess your life up. So there, there's, there's benefits to that. But we come across the wrong way sometimes to the unbeliever when we say, well, I used to do this, and now that I have Christ in my life, I do this. And, and it gives them the idea that it's all based on us and what we do. And, and it's almost as if we're taking credit, even though we give credit to God. It's almost as if we're taking credit because it's, it, the foundation of it is based upon what we're doing or not doing. And Paul never did that. He, he, that was not his testimony uh, when it came to, to righteousness. Yeah, because the gospel message is not, I used to do bad... And now I do good. That's not the gospel message. We've brought up time and time again from Romans 1, 16 and 17, where Paul says, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. It's all about God's righteousness. Like you say, Mike, we make it all about ourselves, what we did and what we're now doing. But that's not the point. And that's, uh, I believe, what, what Paul's point here was in Philippians 3. He used to, in fact, like you say, it's just the opposite of that. He says, I used to be good. I, I, uh, I used to have my own righteousness. I used to follow the law according to the flesh. According to my fleshly efforts, I was the man. I was it. Uh, you could look to me, and I could be uh, the one that would be considered the, the righteous person out of all of them. And, th- and then he says, but what things were gained to me? In other words, all of these things, those things were gained to me at one time. Those were what I really counted on. Uh, but now I've counted these things as loss for Christ. I count all things lost for Christ for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ my Lord, Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered loss of, of all things, and count them as rubbish, so that I may gain Christ, and here's the key, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Again, like you're saying, it's not a bad thing if we were once doing some bad things, and now we're able to uh, 
through God's grace to start doing some things that are more beneficial in our lives. But that's not Paul's point here. He's saying that I was once counting upon my own righteousness, the good things that I did. And I've chucked that all aside. Why? So that I can have Christ. And, and see, in the church today, it's like I've stopped doing all the bad things and started doing all the good things so that I can have Christ. And that's not what it's about. That's a, that's a very twisted gospel. That's not, the, that's not the true gospel. The true gospel is I once was dead and now I'm alive. Because why? Because I gave up on my own efforts and I trusted solely in the righteousness that has been given to me as a gift from God. What you're talking about, Joel, is what I was brought up with, uh, and I think I referred to this just recently, but the, the person, I'm thankful for the person who led me to the Lord, but one of the first things they told me was, uh, don't sin anymore <laughs> after I accepted Christ. And if you do slip up or make a mistake, you know, ask God to forgive you, and he'll forgive you, and then you can move on. And, and so that was, that was my foundation, it was trying to live right. And I wanted to, because I knew I was forgiven. I knew I had experienced a change. I couldn't entirely explain it, but I knew I had come into contact with the risen Savior in, in a personal way. And, and yet, I had my identity all messed up. How many times in the years that I've been a Christian where somebody's name would come up and someone would ask me, oh, is, is so-and-so a Christian? And uh, I knew that they had professed Christ, but they weren't really living in a way that I thought Christians should be living. You know, they were out running around and doing all kinds of different things, maybe not going to church, and, and the list goes on. And so I would say, well, yeah, sort of. You know, I mean, not, not really. Or I would say that they're, well, they, they uh, you know, they accepted Christ, but they're not really living like a Christian. I, I don't know. <laughs> I would come up with all these excuses because uh, I, I would tie in the word Christian to a, a certain standard of living. And I don't even know if I was aware that I was doing that. Even if somebody asked me if I were a Christian, uh, I would probably at least subconsciously think, yes, I'm trying to live right, mm -hmm. uh, and I've accepted Christ. And so, yeah, I'm a Christian, and that's what I think other Christians are or should be. And, and I didn't have it right when it came to identity. It didn't have anything to do with that. It came with what you were talking about, Joel, uh, our identity based on the finished work of Jesus Christ and not on our own. And that's where we can rest. I mean, we can really find rest and freedom in that truth. In in our former, you know, Christian lives, Mike, you and I and, and many of our listeners, you know, what amount of rest, <laughs> you know, d were we really in? We're, I mean, when we were trying, you know, to walk on that performance treadmill, you know, trying to maintain, trying to keep this righteous living up, trying to make sure that we're being good little Christian boys and girls, trying to make sure that we're living right. What kind of real rest, what kind of real freedom were we in when we were trying to do that? But Paul is talking here about the real freedom that God has wanted to give the world ever since Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They thought, as we've talked about before, they thought that by eating from this tree, there was going to be some, wow, their eyes were going to be open to some things. But really what happened was that they died by eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God has offered us that tree of life. That's Jesus Christ himself. And when we are in Jesus Christ, we're secure in his, in God's grace, we're secure in, in life, which could... You see, the thing is that our good works, our own good works, our own attempts at righteousness could never give us life. 
but what and and it could never really truly give us righteousness but in Christ uh, when we take Christ upon us just by simply believing simple simply by faith then we get uh, a righteousness imputed to us, given to us as a gift, and, and we have true freedom and true life. That's what it's all about. I know of a young lady, Joel, a, a teenager, who went to visit uh, some people and uh, out of state. In fact, it was a sort of a, a summer vacation and, and uh, went with a family, and they were going to go stay with the grandparents. Well, when she walked in uh, as a visitor, walked in the door of these grandparents, they had a, a somewhat, shall we say, a, a religious background, traditional religious Christian background. And the first thing the intimidating grandfather said to that young teenager was, do you know if you're going to heaven when you die? And uh, the young lady says, yeah, well, how do you know? Well, I believe in Jesus Christ. And, and he said, well, it's going to take more than that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, she didn't bring her Bible with her on the vacation and, he said, well, we have devotions in this household every day. Haven't you brought your Bible? Uh, don't, you know, you, you have to have a devotion every day. And so everything can become a religious duty if we're not careful. Nothing wrong with quiet time, nothing wrong with devotions. But when it just becomes a religious obligation instead of something you want to do out, out of love or out of relationship, uh, then I think we've missed the point. Yeah, it's, it's about a relationship with the the living God, with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit that he has made available to us freely, not through our own righteous living, not through the righteous things that we've done, but through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Well, hey, uh, I'm Joel, uh, Mike here with me, and uh, it's been a thrill for us to have you with us. We invite you to be back with us again next time. Check us out at at, uh, graceroots.org, and hopefully you'll be back with us again for more talk about growing in grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.